0: Again, going to wake up the downstairs neighbors. Don't let get you down. Don't let them beat you up. There's a chorus of
1: opinions,
0: but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up tall.
1: Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all. One, two, three, six, five. Two, one. Happy, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year, everybody! Uh, we couldn't get to Times Square, so we thought we'd pretend.
0: Nah, we went to Chicago and saw the <laughs> Chicago Square <laughs> one. Yeah, uh,
1: the ball drop. They dropped the damn ball in my car. Ah, that's great. Uh, yeah, they do that. Anyway, you guys are listening to Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. I'm Brian. Da Bears. Da Bears. And uh, it is a new year. It is... Mm. 2015 2015 yeah yeah it's
0: it's exciting new year there was christmas that we just had a little bit ago man it was great
1: we got through christmas we got through new years and now we have two more months of writing the wrong date
0: yeah i'm gonna be writing the wrong date on lots of things and uh yeah it's gonna be awful and maybe the Bears will win the Super Bowl this year, or the Cubs. I don't know.
1: Considering the fact that they're not in the playoffs, I'm going to say probably not.
0: Probably they ain't going to win it, but you never know. You know, I was down there eating a hot dog on uh, 55th Street, which is the street I assume is in Chicago, and uh, <laughs> me and my friends were talking about it, and maybe, maybe and yeah. It could happen. I actually got to go down. I was actually
1: spent a little time in the Chicago area. That's why I'm talking like Year. this.
0: I'm trying to help you feel at home and <laughs> stuff, because you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just do it. Though I'm sort of straying into Jewish mother very. It's, it is getting there. <laughs> so, I've never really realized how very much like a Jewish mother people in Chicago <laughs> sound like. That's an interesting fact. That's all
1: the guilt from never winning a championship. That's it just probably ties it. right into Jewish mothers. That's probably it. What What did you do for New Year's? Anything fun?
0: over the christmas times of tides i did go to the grand canyon really there was a canyon it was, it was i had not realized until you go to that thing like in person i think it's huge is it grand in it size it is it is so grand i literally said wow this is a grand great canyon <laughs> like cuz it's like a canyon and then inside that canyon is another canyon and then inside that canyon is another canyon. It's like canyonception. It's really impressive. So, nice. I got to go see the Grand Canyon which I'd never seen before. That was that was my magical Christmas. Now, is it trip.
1: is it cold this time of year there? Or is it still pretty It was warm? cold. There
0: was a little dusting of snow actually. Really? In the Grand Canyon? I know you think Arizona, but it's like northern Arizona sort of near Colorado, so Well,
1: and is it elevated as well?
0: Yeah, it's uh, like 5000 feet up okay. in, the, in, the, in the mountains, so. I mean, they had to have a mountain so they could carve through all that stuff, I guess, to to make it canyony.
1: They they didn't carve it. You know how it's there, right? Like scientifically, you know how it formed. Do you really I not know? What
0: I thought didn't wasn't the story was that coyote was digging and then he just kept digging and then he made the Grand Canyon. Those Native American dicks—they lied, right? right? Telling me stories about coyotes that dig holes is not true.
1: No, it wasn't. You, but do you really not know scientifically how it formed? I
0: didn't know there was erosion. It was a no, river. um,
1: Chuck Norris went skydiving without a uh, parachute.
0: I think I'd heard that. <laughs> I think I heard that that happened.
1: I love that. I could tell from your face you actually thought I was about to drop some knowledge. I thought we were <laughs>
0: about to have a classy moment on this show where we're going to talk about science. Hell and no. No, we skipped to Chuck Norris. It's a which new year, not a new science. show. This is true. No no New Year's resolutions from us. Uh, but you, you went to Chicago. I did. I land did. of skyscraper canyons.
1: Yes. I, I actually got really close. I almost got to go see the Bulls play live. Uh, Houston was in town. You and could have seen a Chicago team win something. Right, and it was a damn good game. I saw it, I ended up seeing it on TV. That's pretty good. But it was I mean it would've been it would have been nice to that be have been cool be there live for that. But but yeah, I was back in Chicago. Uh, got to see the folks for a little bit and enjoy some some sports on the T V there. Yeah, that's good stuff. There's a lot of stuff. Did you going eat any right hot now. dogs? I holy shit, I didn't eat any hot dogs. That is literally the only thing I, I know got, about Chicago. You I gotta that, go right? back. Hang on, I'll be right yeah. back.
0: I'm back. I had a hot dog. Oh, good. I bet it was delicious. I have heartburn. I will say, you know, uh, as much as I rag on Chicago on this show, the Chicago dog, I know. Sometimes I do. It's not not often, really. I like that you said you were going to stop, but I'm guessing
1: New Year, new new. You know what? New Year,
0: new thing. The (laughs) Chicago dog is my favorite hot dog at hot dog places. So freaking good. Always good. I always get a Chicago dog. They Not put, always, but they put the little my peppers favorite. or little pickles on yeah, it? Yeah, they stuff. like pepper pickles on it and the like tomato. It's all good. They, they know how to put stuff on, on, on dick-shaped objects in Chicago. <laughs> you can really sauce those up well there. Well done.
1: I might have to go to uh, Der Wiener Schnitzel for lunch or something. They do
0: a good job. Der Wiener Schnitzel was the first time I had a Chicago dog. It wasn't bad. And then there's a place near my house called Vicious Dogs that does probably the best Chicago dog I've ever seen. I'm assuming in Chicago, though, if I ever went to Chicago, uh, <laughs> and, uh, if I accidentally had a layover at O'Hare, <laughs> uh, I would probably try and run out and get a, get a get a Chicago dog from Chicago, just to compare. I have had them in the past. They are good. They, I, I'm going to say this. It would be a competition, which the Vicious Dogs one is very good. And I just want to point out that uh, the Chicago dog would probably fall out of the early round of the playoffs if i were holding a competition for the chicago I hate you so or much. or it would lose in a super bowl or or championship or Would it not even make it to the playoffs probably wouldn't even make it to the playoffs if it was a chicago dog. it would it would it would do well enough so that it couldn't get new good ingredients it could just get <laughs> average ingredients <laughs> in a, some sort of ingredient draft it wouldn't it wouldn't it would do well enough that it couldn't get you good you know things. what
1: you know what you would need to do then in that in that instance is you'd need to fire the chef and also the owner of that hot dog cart that that is what they
0: yeah i would i would definitely fire the owner and chef of that hot dog cart Speaking of which, speaking of which, the
1: Chicago Bears—that's the about the only big news I can talk about for them anymore because they're done for the year. They are. But oh. the coach is out, and the GM is out. So, yes, and also the uh, offensive coordinator is gone.
0: That's which is good because their offense was terrible. What this year. was
1: interesting though, they didn't fire—they fired all those guys. Wait, they—they they didn't fire the defensive coordinator. He was really bad, though. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking he's going to be out. Basically, you know, when a new coach and new GM come in, yeah, uh, they I have a to feeling him. they're going to choose not to keep him.
0: I would, I would think not, because that would this so the the storied Chicago defense that they've built many championships, many decades ago on, has yeah, gone. Yeah. Like it's just it's obviously not there this year.
1: You know who I'd like to see uh, It's not even been talked about as a defensive coordinator, but since. I possess the power to control the world from this show.
0: Wait, it was Hollywood, now it's the world. New Year, baby. (sighs) It grew. Okay, your powers have grown. Fine. Powers have grown. What are you going to do to help Chicago Bears?
1: Urlocker. He, was, really he really was a defensive general on the field. He clearly can read offensive schemes and make calls. Oh, he's to, like the Peyton match. manning of linebackers for sure. He so, knows what he's doing there. I mean, he's not playing anymore. He's not he hasn't gone into uh, sports casting.
0: you know and and I think because they treated him so well before he retired, he definitely want to come back and help the Chicago Bears.
1: He doesn't seem because to have that much resentment. towards There's Chicago. no way that he,
0: that the Chicago Bears, would have crapped all over there. Here's the number thing. one guy. If he, a, I want to, I want to just my before anything else goes on. You are correct. He would be good. Yes. Good choice. He,
1: if he, I, I have to say, if he had resentment towards the city of Chicago, there'd be another Grand Canyon in Chicago. This is true. So, this is true. They
0: call it Urlacher Canyon. Yes. Uh, but I, I will say this with the owner and the GM gone, not owner, but the coach, the coach and the GM gone maybe that was what pissed him off. <laughs> that, that could be, yep. maybe he'd be, because I, I didn't really catch, the wind, for, for those of our fans that uh, are like, what the hell are these two idiots talking about, <laughs> which probably happens a lot to you if you listen to this show. Yeah. Uh, Brian Urlacher is the storied middle linebacker for the Chicago Bears, probably one of the best in the history of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was, his contract was up and they were trying to decide whether to resign him or not. And they like basically treated him like dirt. And so he just decided to retire. They right. literally treated him so poorly that he'd quit football. I mean, he was close to the end of his career.
1: Which, that is par but for the course for the NFL right now. Like, they're doing so shitty with football that we almost have quit Right. Football. It seems to be the standard. Everyone's like, I'm just done. <laughs>
0: but, uh, but that's what happened to him. And uh, I think probably, I would bet it was the GM. So, I bet if ownership asked him, he might come back and do it. So, I, that would be cool. I'd like to right? see that. I'd be, It'd be fantastic. I miss him. I miss his crazy angry faces on the sidelines where he'd <laughs> get, like, yeah, like he looked like he's about to brave heart some people every once in a while, so
1: he was a monster. He was one of those players that ties the audiences between professional sports and like WWE. Like he had that look it's that true. he could walk off the gridiron and go step in the ring.
0: He could. He had a professional wrestler look about yeah. it for sure. So that would be pretty awesome. Uh, I also heard that they were going to possibly draft a quarterback.
1: That would be interesting. This is I'm, what I've heard. I'm curious what the hell their play is with that. Because, I mean. They're stuck with him. Yeah. Nobody's going to want that contract. Yeah. The best case scenario that I think they could probably see is doing some sort of a trade with somebody where they still end up having to, they have to pay off like half the contract. Maybe they can only trade away a certain number of years in that contract and they have that to up for the rest.
0: I know there's some clause or something where like in two years they can't cut him or something. Oh. So, I guess that is a silver lining. That they could get but I I think they're kinda stuck with him actually. Probably. I want to point out that my favorite quarterback currently, who I believe gives hundred and ten percent every game, Andrew Luck, playing mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Yes. Go luck.
1: And against uh against Peyton Manning, who yeah. we've talked about is kind of the he is the next Peyton Manning.
0: You remember that scene at the end of Return of the Jedi when Luke and Darth Vader fight? It's like that.
1: Spoiler alert, man. Right. Remember? We all, we can't talk about it unless it's been out for a year. Oh, that just came out, didn't it? Yeah. Return of the Jedi.
0: Well, the remix edition where they yeah. add giant with space. And dubstep. Then dubstep remixing.
1: Can you imagine if they put dubstep into lightsaber battles? It may start happening. Oh, I
0: think you just cursed it. <laughs> I probably, oh, the damn. The new star, I yeah, Hollywood listens to you. Shit. Nice work, you just murdered the new uh, Star Wars movie. Have we talked about that? Have we talked about the new trailer that came out? No. I know this is an abrupt switch, but we have to talk about that like right now. Right now? I am I am possibly one of the most cynical people I know, and I acknowledge this. Yes, you are. And, and you're a the, movie snob. The new Star Wars has pretty much made me terrified. I'm not going to lie. I watched that sneak trailer like a minute long, and when the flipping Okay, spoiler alert. When the Millennium Falcon comes flying out at the end, I got tingles. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to give my money to stupid J.J. Oh, yeah. Abrams. It's going to be- it's going to be successful. I will at least say that. It will make money. It's got to be better than the prequels. That trailer m- gave me hope. I was like, oh my God. It gave me a new hope.
1: Yeah. That's the name of episode four for any non nerds out there.
0: So I like that our new version of our show, we're explaining things <laughs> to you. Hey, I know that we talk about obscure dumb crap, but here's who Brian Erlacher is, and this is what Star <laughs> Wars is. And- we're trying to help you out, folks.
1: But I am excited for it. I think I yeah. think you're right. The trailer was was awesome. I think that I, I'm excited hopeful. for it and I they they get a lot of crap from from the Trekkies and Purists. Mm. Uh I even have, I've enjoyed the newer Star Trek movies that he's done. So I think J.J. Abrams will do it. I like the first one.
0: Second one I didn't care much for, but the first one I really even liked. Even though
1: it had Benedict in it?
0: I liked Benedict Cumberland. He was what I didn't like. He was great, but God, I could have just slapped J. J. Abrams for mm. It's not con. It's not con. No, it's not Con Oh, it's con. It's con not even spoiler alert if you can't watch a the trailer for Star Trek uh, and with with Benedict Cumberbatch and not realize it's Khan then you aren't a Trekkie, and you're not I'm not spoiling anything for you you don't know what the hell's going on anyway
1: I must have missed that Were they, was he actually trying to tell people that it
0: wasn't going to be Khan he people he vehemently denied it for like a year the first the first trailer comes out and there's the shot that they lifted directly from Wrath of Khan mm-hmm. with uh, spock and 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 kirk touching through glass Mm -hmm. which sounds sort of like a really hot homosexual scene and you know what go with it it is it's so sexy um (laughs) but uh that that shot's in there and that shot is also in in wrath of khan and so people were like oh so benedict cumberbatch is khan because he's clearly the bad guy and you've clearly taken a shot directly from wrath of khan we're not four we can figure this out and he was like no no he's not khan his name is john something or other and then they try and hide it in the movie. I'm just like, what? Just let him say he's con. Why wait until halfway through the movie to let him say I'm gone? We know. We know.
1: Yeah, I, I went in knowing that. Yeah.
0: No, everybody knew. And it was just, I just I was I I have a thing with J.B. cuz he did the same thing with Lost where people basically guessed the end of Lost. I won't spoil it for those of you that but we all guessed Lost after like the first season. <laughs> and uh, he spent the next 6 years telling us, "No, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong." And then on the night it it went out. Oh yeah, you guys were right. So yeah, that that is why I was a little worried about Star Wars. I was like, God, I hope he isn't gonna try and put some twist in it or something. Like, Is really Emperor Palpatine? I don't know. Whatever, I don't know what he'd do, but obviously he's just doing his keeping his mouth shut, and I hope he keeps doing it.
1: I rewatched because it had been a while, and you reminded me of this on a previous podcast. And we'll get back to talking playoffs because I do want to discuss some yeah, stuff with the NFL here. But you mentioned Palpatine, and I want to tell you, I went back and rewatched Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Ah, yes, and uh, yes. And I didn't realize Emperor Palpatine's in that. He is, yeah. Yeah, he's he's his main butler guy. Yeah. Which I I saw him. I was like, holy shit, that's Ian. Yeah.
0: Nice. Just rolling around there, being he was a lot of the people don't know that the Emperor was actually a butler in the south of France long before he was a galactic uh, superpower. It's true. They missed that part in the prequel. There was a really long, boring version of Episode <laughs> One that had a long feature about that, but he cut it.
1: But back to the playoffs, though.
0: Okay, back to playoffs. I've geeked out about Star Trek and now, or Star Wars and Star Trek, whatever. Both. Go get them, J.J. Abrams. Just keep making those hot trailers. Make (laughs) me happy.
1: But yeah, the playoffs are going on. The big thing that we should probably talk about was that Dallas game, Dallas Detroit.
0: Uh, no, I didn't know too much about this. I, I saw that Twitter blew up and everyone was very, very angry at oh, so the referees. you didn't see the game. I did not see the game. Oh, did well you? Then I did. I okay, so what game. went down? Like I, it was some missed penalty is all I know.
1: It well, yeah. The big thing is, it was, it wasn't a missed penalty so much as a called penalty, then a retracted penalty, without even that announcement of there is no penalty for per-per-per on the play. Like you know, usually if they throw the flag in and change their mind, yeah. they at least on the radio or the the PA and tell people right. He'll
0: he'll go on his little speaker thing and right. let you know what's going on.
1: Basically, what it was was towards the end. Uh, Detroit's you know making their way down the field. It was a but close game, right? It was actually to th- to their credit. Yes, yes, the refs were clearly on the take and gave the game to Dallas. But I will say the fact that Dallas put themselves back in the game to get it that way mm. was impressive because they were down. It was it was Detroit was crushing them at first, and then Dallas did rally and come back. But basically, it was there was a not a hail mary, but a decent, decently long pass, and there's a Dallas defender who the name escapes me, but Dallas defender is is pursuing the receiver, not not one, not once turning his his head over his shoulder to look for the ball or anything, right and he does make contact he's got his hand on the on the guy's uh, shoulder pad i think or something so he's he's clearly making contact and i think the way they actually brought out the rules for pass interference is like if the arm extends across the chest and the the player's not making a play on the ball or doesn't turn their head around to the ball or whatever so it fit all of what it should be for defensive pass interference right and so they one ju- uh, ref through the through the through flag the yellow board. flag and then another ref came in and said, no, no, it was fine. It, it wasn't pass interference. So they ended up, they actually called the penalty. Like, it was called and whatnot. Then there was a discussion. And then all of a sudden it just, it was like as if it never happened. And we never got the explanation from it. And so it was very confusing to watch. The commentators were like, so. I Why is it not what <laughs> you said it was a minute ago? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so that was the big controversy. Then, well, that and, and then conspiracy theorists started popping up because because like, the internet is nothing if not about conspiracy right. theories and uh, and so they they popped up that the that the head of the officiating team was Emma stone no the, the the head of
0: I would watch more football
1: right. The head of NFL officials, I guess was was seen getting off the Dallas Cowboy bus earlier in the year and like <laughs> he's friends with Jerry Jones' son and all sorts of stuff where it's like you know it's this, this big thing. Some of that and also there trip. was
0: another ref on a grassy knoll <laughs> a few hundred <laughs> yards away that probably threw the flag. It's
1: and the flag actually curved in air and came around at a different surely angle. Surely
0: amazing, yes uh, so that steel melts when you throw yellow flags on it. And yeah.
1: But but basically that was that was what got everybody talking. The problem is as everybody started really investigating this, not not the conspiracy so much as just what happened right. on the field, not only should Yes, it was pass interference. But let's say fine, it was just barely enough that it's a it's eh, an iffy call. It's sure. an iffy call. The same defender, following the same receiver as they're leaving the the line of scrimmage area, it was clear holding. He's pulling on the guy's jersey at one point, so they blew a holding call that you can see right there. They blew an iffy pass interference call, and then the biggest one is when the pass interference was called. Mm. This happens on camera. This is front and center. Nobody saw it. I didn't even mention it or didn't even notice it until I was watching it on Sports Underlay when they were really breaking it down. Right. Des Bryant, who was on the sidelines because D- uh, Dallas was on
0: defense. Right. Des Bryant. Wide receiver for the uh, Dallas Cowboys, for those of you that uh, need to know.
1: Yes. For, for, tho- for those of you that are listening to our, our explanatory commentary. <laughs> the new <track>. improved explanatory <laughs>
0: podcast. That is a wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah.
1: So, wide receiver who doesn't play on defense. So, he's on the sidelines. He comes out when the pass interference call is made. He comes out to kind of interject and argue with the referee to argue the call. He comes out without a helmet on. That is supposed to be an automatic 15-yard penalty for a football player to be on the field without their helmet, especially if they're out there arguing with the ref.
0: Right. So at that point, just pretty much chaos was reigning.
1: Yes. And so all these things that could have, should have been called against Dallas were completely not. One of them was called and then retracted, and the other two were just not even noticed. And and they have since come out and apologized to Detroit and said they, they basically, we fucked up. but
0: You don't need to apologize to Detroit. I know, right? Detroit is, well, I mean, just look at it.
1: Right? Now, I will say, I was kind of pulling for Detroit in a sense because I it, anybody over Green Bay. But the thing is, I was talking to my dad about it. He made a really good point dallas of the two dallas has a better shot i think of beating green bay oh, unfortunately yeah. neither one's going to green bay i do think is going to get through the next round and then hopefully it's going to be somebody else takes them out i just don't want to see them in a super bowl and really don't want to see them win one i'm not
0: bitter for obvious reasons for obvious reasons because uh, you can't be having no Packers winning no super bowls uh-uh. anyway, yeah that's terrible uh-uh.
1: no way no how they put cheese in the hot dog
0: yeah what the hell rogers you stinking cheese loving mother <laughs>
1: But yeah, so that that was the big story from the, coming out of the playoffs. Another playoff so that I want to talk about because this is the first year it's happened. College football playoffs, man.
0: Yeah, I actually got to watch uh, some of that. Uh, the Ducks, who I'm a, I'm a Ducks fan. Yep. Have been for uh, born born in Oregon, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm very excited. They're in the title game. Uh, they beat yeah. uh, they beat the Tar out of Florida State, which I kind of thought they would. Like all all yeah. respect to Jameis Winston. A uh, very interestingly named uh, quarterback for the Florida State Seminoles, um, Mm. also accused of rape. Um, Yeah, we'll just slide by that one. Though as of right now, it's still alleged. So right, alleged. So we'll just you know, he's just accused. Anyway, the Ducks beat the crap out of the Florida State Seminoles, uh, which was fun to watch. I watched the last half of that game, and And uh, then. Alabama couldn't get it done against the Ohio State University, and it wasn't that one wasn't a blowout. No, was, that was a close game. A I didn't get to game. watch that one. I wish I had actually. That was a that was a close it game. It wasn't.
1: It wasn't a bad game. I right? had a
0: lot of beer and peanuts over the Christmas break, and I was just like, man, I really should have used some of that beer and peanuts time on that game, but I did not. Right. Shame, but uh, I'm excited for the title game, and I'm glad that college football finally got the memo. Thank you, President Obama, because he did it, it all him. For real. Well, no, it wasn't at no. all, but he was one of the first president he is the first president that came out and said there should be a playoff in college football. Now, does that mean that he totally did it? No, he just said it. So but hey, at least you know, for everyone out there that wants to critique Obama, he did say there should be a college football playoff. so you know, just ignore everything else and Go with that one, mm-hmm. um. But uh, yeah, so uh, they have that, and now that we have one, I want to take this opportunity to complain that there's not eight teams in it. There's only four. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Give a time though.
0: They'll they'll get there, and they should. Uh, but I really felt there were quite a few teams that could have been there instead of the Seminoles, yeah. Florida State, with their accused and somewhat lazy quarterback.
1: What's funny though is there was an interesting uh, post. I think it was on ESPN's Facebook page or whatever. Mm. They uh, they put out that. If the BCS was still around, the championship game would be Alabama and Florida State.
0: Yeah, which that's true. <laughs> and this both is exactly those teams why, got their asses kicked. This so. is exactly why the BCS is outdated. And I like college bowl games. I like them. I like to watch college. bowl. I usually don't watch much college football throughout the year. I kind of mm. wait for. that's my like strategy with football these days now. I think wait because I actually care. I care about the the Colts Broncos game. Uh, it's coming up on Sunday. Like I said, like. I care because I feel like there's something at stake during mm. the regular season. I'm just like, yeah, I know there's something at stake, but I'm not a big enough fan to care. Whereas, like the like the the Blazers or the Dodgers, I'll be like, oh man, every game matters. I just don't have a team I care that much about in football, so right. But I like Andrew Luck. Excited about that game, uh, the Colts Broncos, which I think I mentioned already before.
1: Before we stray away from the college championship, though, I wanted to mention uh, another cool thing that was that I saw. This is the first national championship game. In the, what they're calling now, the playoff era. Mm-hmm, yes. Way back, I don't know the number of years because I don't do that much research about stuff. I just hear We're things. We're not that committed to the yeah. show, come on. I mean, you know stats and numbers. I'll hear things and musings, and I'll also sometimes just have a
0: hallucination and go, ah, this happened, and I'm going to talk about it. But It's sort of like uh, co-hosting with like one of those guys that gets random prophecies where it like, <laughs> takes over. <his> <laughs> hey, did you guys know that Emma Stone's amazing? Anyway. <laughs> and then you just go snap back to being you.
1: But a number of years ago, when when the NCAA basketball actually went to the tournament style for their championship, Love. do you know who uh, who was in the national championship game? Mm-mm. Oregon and Ohio State.
0: I did not know that. Yep. So this will not be the first time that the University of Oregon and OSU have faced off. No. Which I want to point out is amusing because Oregon. I State was going to say I was like it's vavers- definitely not the first time that's ever happened. I thought it was really cute that OSU is playing the Ducks. That's for those of us Oregonians, it's a little bit inside Oregonian <laughs> show. <laughs> we like to uh, put on our hipster hats and And that's dance. some more
1: explanation for those of you that are listening.
0: Yes, you're welcome, folks. This is really the explanation It here. really is. No, like no, no. This is going to be the explanation
1: show. We're not doing this we all year. We are educators. Anyway. There will be a test at the end
0: of this. You mentioned the Blazers. I did, because they're amazing this year, and I probably jinxed it, but whatever. <laughs> you know who else is doing really, really good?
1: Uh, Golden State, Golden
0: State Warriors. Doubles, doubles are doing well. That's true.
1: I will, I will say that the last time they met, the Blazers won because they cheat.
0: But well, we we brought them to Oregon, where all people from Chicago who arrive in Oregon are like, I don't understand why this stuff falling from the sky isn't frozen. What? <laughs> How do you deal with this? I don't. Why is it not thirty below? I don't understand. Well, I can't. And, they, and then they just fall apart.
1: They probably also the the bulls players probably got a little bit of a contact high now that Oregon's legalized marijuana. They probably got in there That's like, true. whoa, what is this? Threw off the game.
0: What? I don't understand. Where's the hot dogs? There's just weed everywhere. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, all this, all this weed. You need. You'd think you would need some hot dogs. You'd need hot dogs after that. I don't understand. Um, Oh, my God. If they ever legalize weed in Illinois, it's just going to be hot (laughs) dogs everywhere. (laughs) The streets will run red with ketchup. Yeah. It'll be be a good day.
1: Speaking of, this is this is just uh, something I wanted to point out. I thought it was funny. Is you know, since Oregon did legalize uh, recreational marijuana now in July, you'll be able to smoke. Effective in July, but but they did. They've they've legalized legalized it now. I know that the full name of the team is the Trailblazers, but of course they're only known as the Portland Blazers. Blazers. That that is just perfect. I that nobody should ever change that team name ever ever ever. Oh, we're
0: changing the logo to just like it it won't be the little Trailblazer circle thing anymore. We're just gonna have a giant pot plant, or (laughs) a joint blazers i mean that's got to be happy if it hasn't happened already it's gonna happen now oh i'm sure it's, honestly it's be. being from oregon which is that's like the eighth time i've mentioned that in this podcast wait where are you from um it's sort of northwest area of of the united states uh oh, washington right yeah somewhere in there yeah okay which also legalized it um <laughs> the northwest america's amsterdam uh alaska's gonna legalize heroin they got to one-up you somehow. <laughs> they could. No one in... No, I don't know. Who Would anyone do heroin in Alaska? Like, what would you do? Oh, I'm high on heroin. I'm going to go ride a moose. Like, what? That's, <laughs> there's nothing to do. You get high on heroin. Just... <laughs> <laughs> woohoo! Yeah, you got to ask it. <laughs> so they could legalize it. No one would care or notice. It's true. But uh, Oregon, uh, I can't believe it took them this long. I honestly was shocked that they were not the first state to legalize Because they... In Oregon, we're known for two things. We've got a lot of forests, and we are a bunch of hippies. That's pretty much what Oregon had. Like, you watch Portlandia. Hipsters and hippies. That's all we're known for.
1: Which actually works out well because, you know, tree huggers and you got forests. It's, exactly. It's that's why they're there.
0: Right? It's to hug all the trees. There's a
1: lot of really huggable trees in Oregon. And you know what? Maybe there's something to tree hugging. Maybe it helps forests grow.
0: Yeah, it must. It must be a like good thing. Are the,
1: are, the, are the tree huggers there
0: because the forests are there, or are the forests there because they That's were tree-hugged. That's true. Well, now they can get high as they want and go hug all the trees legally. And consider that, p- that question I just posed. <laughs> exactly. They'll, they'll be out now. there for hours hugging trees high on pods. Oh, man. Which came first? Um, this but just before we move, yes. trailblazers are amazing this year. Keep going, trailblazers. Go get them. Damian Lillard and LaMarcus Aldridge kicking ass.
1: Up until the point when the Bulls need to take it over and win the whole thing.
0: I'm sure we'll at least be. Or maybe Derrick Rose will finally realize he should be in the Rose City at the Rose Garden. And he'll stop playing for the Bulls. At which point he will probably fall apart and have to be remade entirely of Lego parts or something. For all
1: the injury issues he's gone through, now that he, while he is still in there, knock on wood, while he is uh, still playing, he's actually still playing well. I was worried he is. wouldn't be...
0: I think I think Good. part of it is he did, he's not the offense anymore now. He oh, no. used to have to be, hey Derek Rose, you just score everything and we'll play defense really well. How about that? And like I think he just ran himself into the ground those first few years. Now he's got like Jimmy Butler and Nikola Mirotic and all these, you know, like people who are actually contributing. Yeah. Pau Gasol, you know, he's got a really great team around him now. Well
1: and and the thing is that it was kind of an indirect bonus to him being out so long was that now the Bulls once again, they had this a couple seasons ago. The Bulls have a bench that's almost as strong as their starters. Yeah, yeah, they're quite good. Which is sad because unless they've got them locked into contract, good contracts yeah, they'll gonna, all be gone. Yeah, they'll all be gone. Like that happened a couple of seasons ago. They had their bench was phenomenal. It was the year that I think it was the year that Rose went down in the first round of the playoffs his Damn. first big injury. Yeah. And the next year the Bulls bench was gone and they were all starters for everyone else that they went.
0: That's the problem, is that everyone else is like, wow, that's a really good bench. Those guys could be starters. Let's pay them a lot of money so the Bulls can't afford to re-sign them, and yeah. then boom, they're gone, yeah. So, tragedy of Chicago. I could bring up some things about the Bears right now, but I'm not going to. It's a nicer, kinder year to Chicago.
1: Yeah, let's focus on people with talent and skill. Speaking of so that... So now you're mean. Fine, whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to be I'm nice. just more talking about the Bulls. Let's focus on the Bulls. So uh, This is true. Speaking of people with talent and so skill. Speaking of people with talent and skill... Kanye West and Paul McCartney. Who? Oh, uh, Paul McCartney. Who's he? Uh, he's this he's this this new guy actually. Uh, Kanye oh. Kanye kind of picked him up. And, oh, he's gonna uh, be so big now. Oh yeah, no Kanye. I mean he's the new
0: song is so good. Only one ever. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I whoever that Paul McCartney guy is, he plays piano pretty well. But he's man, Kanye did him a big favor. Though. Yo,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. he basically really nice of him. I think Paul McCartney is going to need to spend the rest of his life and career just trying to make it up to Kanye. No, he is. There's a uh, Kanye no just guarantee. plucked him out of obscurity. Nobody knows who Paul, Paul McCartney. It's I've never heard of that.
0: I'd never, I didn't know who he was, and then all of a sudden here he is singing on this Kanye West song. Uh, same thing happened to Sam Smith. You know, he sang on that Disclosure song, that Latch mm-hmm. song, or whatever, and he blew up. I think it's going to happen for Paul McCartney this year. Whoever he is, I think he's going to have a great year. Yeah, people I, are I finally going to discover
1: breakthrough him. new artist for you know this was Paul Paul McCartney. Sorry, McCartney, yeah. yeah.
0: Sounds British or Scottish? I think Irish. Maybe he's from Chicago. McCartney. That's where, that's where Jesus is from. Is he? Did you not know that?
1: I try and blank out things. Chicago's like that, but I don't greatest.
0: Know that. Pro- Chicago's greatest exports easy. are hot dogs, easy failure, and Kanye West. <laughs> Those are the three greatest things. You, you don't say failure
1: and Kanye West. That's redundant.
0: Those two things are synonymous. That's redundant. And I, and I like I like Kanye West. I even liked his Yeezus album, which made no sense. I like the part where he talks to Jesus as Jesus on that album, and you're just like, are you seriously having a made-up conversation with, uh, with the Son of God right now? And all you can think to ask him is, is for him to ask you, what up? That's <laughs> what Jesus said to you, Jesus. Wow. That's amazing. He's brilliant. He's brilliant in his own. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Kanye West is the closest thing we have to an idiot savant. <laughs> like he's just a genius but he's just absolutely like probably like plays with his own poop or something. Like he's <laughs> just insane, but an insane genius. So since
1: we've been explaining everything thus far, I do want to jump back and make sure people understand we were being entirely full of shit about Paul McCartney. Speaking that, of playing with her poop. A lot of people have actually reacted that way online and social media there have been a lot of posts out there from people that honestly have no clue who paul mccartney is he he
0: is a former bass player for the band known as the beatles which is a big band in back in the 60s yeah Those are they had a couple they had a couple hit songs, couple hit songs a yeah. few
1: and beyond the beatles i mean paul mccartney and wings
0: yeah oh yeah he's 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 a music icon yeah yeah paul uh, mccartney is not new far far above kanye west yes uh, but I, I did think it was absolutely hilarious, and I do think that if more baby boomers were on Twitter, we would have seen a much higher backlash Oh, man, to that. the backlash would have been insane. Man, that would have been boomers, another government shutdown. Oh, yeah. Had. If baby boomers could have figured out how to tweet angrily at, at these idiot <laughs> like, teenagers who were like, who's this McCartney guy? He's really going to be big. If they could have figured that out, oh, man, they might have broke the internet. But, oh, yeah. Uh, forget Kim Kardashian's butt. They would have broken the internet. <laughs>
1: Why is breaking the internet always revolving around Kanye in some way? You ever I
0: I don't know because he thinks it's a marketing device. I'm gonna break the internet with my wife's booty, <laughs> and apparently, kind of. I mean, he didn't break it, but you know, gave it a run for its money. I guess that's true. It's a nice butt. You can't argue that point. Just no, like it's I, a very good you butt. can't argue. Kanye West has is a good rapper. He's probably one of the best rappers to ever rap. I actually like Twista better. He is also from Chicago. That I knew, and uh, I I just. This is really gonna break your heart. Do you know that Kanye West actually does all the music for Twista's? Son of a bitch! Stuff? I didn't know if you knew that. But he he got famous because Kanye produced his shit, and not in a Paul McCartney kind of way where he was bigger <laughs> before. Like, uh, yeah,
1: well that that's frustrating.
0: But no, as far as talented rappers, Twista, he, he's very talented. Twista's but I, I I I dig I dig Mr. West, and uh, his wife's butt is very nice. I'm not sure that everyone needed to see it, but he decided we all did, and so there's that picture of of Kim Kardashian out on the internet now with her butt, and some champagne. I don't know. I I briefly saw it. I did stare at it. I did. I won't lie. I did. I looked at it. It was like looking into the sun. (laughs) (laughs) I've been blind legally for a couple weeks now. Is it weird that I talked about playing with your own poop and then his wife's butt (laughs) at the same time? All right. I like that we went from classy explaining everything, educating to hey, let's talk about uh, poop and Kim Kardashian's butt. I like that you're leaving long pauses <laughs> so you can go back and edit all this. <laughs> no, I was but, actually. Uh,
1: <laughs> I was just noticing that I. Uh, when I didn't have anything to say, you, you just, you kept going. You you do know <laughs> that, like,
0: sometimes I really, like, just try and run you down. Like, you're the king of transitions, and I try and just constantly drive this podcast to an area that is untransitionable to anything. And what's
1: funny is you've done a good job with this one, because I, tra- I had an opening. I actually was about to take it about two minutes
0: ago. Kim Kardashian <laughs> also has an opening. Yes, she has several. She poops out of it.
1: Yeah, I was thinking of her mouth, but you know what? Yeah, she talks shit, too, so Also, boom. yeah.
0: There, that was, see, there you go. See, I, that I was That still doesn't my transition to there. where I
1: want to go, though. No, you, probably you, not, You mentioned that with Kim Kardashian's butt breaking the internet, uh, Kanye West, you know, has figured out he can use the internet as this great marketing tool. Yes. I think that we would be remiss if we did not talk about quite possibly the greatest marketing ploy in recent history, Sony's The
0: Interview. Ah, Yes.
1: Holy shit! Did stuff go down after after we recorded our last episode? Yeah,
0: like we recorded that last episode, and I was just like, "Oh man, this could have been like an entire episode in and of to itself." Yep. Just, and I want to point something out here. I, my brother and I actually had a conversation about this as this whole thing was going down in the midst of the fury and rage that was spewing forth across my Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if it was me or my brother that looked at each other. We're just like, "No one is going to remember this in two weeks." like this everyone that was like the interview america must see the interview to save america from the north koreans and oh it's so awful i was just like you know what this movie is a it's going to come out and b it's going to go away as a topic three days from now and it did yep it was one of those like moments where you're like this is that facebook activism thing at a per is a perfect example of facebook activism we're like oh man there's this guy named Joseph Kony killing people in Africa. I'm going to share this to my Facebook feed. Job done. Well done. I saved a lot of lives today. Better do a couple shots of espresso to feel proud of myself. You've done nothing. Stop with the the Facebook. I mean, it's good to do it, I guess. Better than ignoring it. But when people like post something up on Facebook and act like, I've just struck a chord for the interview's freedom. No you didn't, you're gonna forget about it in five minutes. You said go ahead
1: and do it. It's probably you know, good to do it in some respects. Sometimes sure. I think it's not. I mean there's a lot of, like we saw with the events in Ferguson, we talked about like the reason the reason we didn't say anything about it until it went through the justice system. Mm. There's so much stuff being spewed. Even when there's video evidence of things, Mm. we have access to recording equipment, we have access to video cameras, and we actually have some know-how in in filmmaking. Sure. It would be super easy for us to use a cell phone camera and throw some fake blood on my face and wait until a cop car is driving past even, right? Right, I just make it look like the cops
0: are driving away from having kicked your ass. Exactly. Yeah, it'd be so easy. Yeah,
1: and so... I would say it's not. I'm I'm in total agreement with you that people need to stop with the Facebook. You know all the giant political push causes and posts. And I call it Insta rage.
0: Everyone wants to get really mad about something for ten minutes and then they want to forget about it. Right. You know they're they're mad enough to share some things on Facebook and be outraged just to get that outrage buzz. It's like mm-hmm. a drug. Like they oh my outrage buzz is going. Oh I'm angry. Oh I shared it to Facebook. Good job. Way right. To be. I feel better. Outrage buzz. I'm 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 like. I think it. I think it is sort of bad. I will grant you, in that it sort of neuters our reaction to things. Once you've, oh man, our show is never PG anyway. Once you've popped your outrage load on Facebook, people just get to wander off. That was one of the things with the interview. Uh, when I, when everyone got all fired, angry about it, I, I, I literally told everyone, I'm like, they're gonna release that stupid movie. <laughs> they're gonna do it. They're gonna release it on Christmas Day, the same day they said they would, and everybody's gonna watch it, and it's probably a really terrible movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it so I don't know, but I've heard, I've heard not heard, good things. I've heard
1: not good things. I I've heard mixed. Some people said that they thought it was really funny. Mm. Some people said that you really have to like I some people that have actually experienced, I don't know if they've been to North Korea or what, but they have some frame of reference on that culture. Yeah. They said that it's funnier because some of the references I guess are so accurate, but they're if you don't have that frame of reference then you some of that's lost on you, which I right. get. But yeah, I've heard I've heard not great things about it. I'm still probably going to watch it. I don't know how much I'd be willing to pay to see it.
0: Right, that's the thing. Is I was just like, uh, it just felt, it felt like Sony got hacked, <laughs> and was like, "Look, this is bad. How can we make this good?" Right. <laughs> what can we do to make the little that's a positive we can bring out of this?
1: We talked about in our uh, when we did our last episode, the year in review, and we were talking about some movies, and we talked about how um, Expendables had a horrible horrible uh, box office because it leaked online early and yeah. and we talked about the fact that Dumb and Dumber was also a movie of, uh, allegedly, of not great quality. And again, I haven't seen either of them, but I've heard bad things about both. Right. And the difference there was that Dumb and Dumber had a great opening weekend and then then went Disappeared, away. Yeah. Expendables didn't get that great opening weekend because a lot of the people that might have gone to see it on a great opening weekend before realizing, oh, it's a turd They had already saw the turd when they pirated it. Right. So what I'm thinking is Sony might have learned from that and said, well, shit, we've got a turd on our hands. Right. (laughs) We've got to sell as much of this turd as we can. And then I think you're right. When, When Sony got hacked, I totally see it as just a brilliant, from a producer standpoint, as a brilliant marketing move to go, you know what?
0: North Korea doesn't want you to see this movie.
1: Exactly. And what's the do one, one for thing? America. What is the one thing that seems to, for the most, for 90% of the people in this country, because we all have different viewpoints on a lot of stuff. and sure. so, Especially with politics, people are divided like crazy. Totally. I mean, the two-party system, in my opinion, is broken because both sides are just uh, fucked. Ridiculous. All they do is fight each other and nothing gets I've done. I've literally actually
0: decided that I am going to cast my vote for, uh, I mean, I'll keep an open mind, but I'm going to try my damnedest not to vote Republican or Democrat next election. Right. And I'm it's just going to try. And, it's not and, w- do it. and
1: we're not sitting here trying to say Republicans are, are evil or Democrats are evil right. or CNN is bad and Fox News is nothing but lies. Some of the things I've said right there might be accurate, but the problem is both sides are just as bad. It's just Yeah, I'm
0: just tired of, I'm tired of two choices. I'm right. tired of going to a restaurant where it's you can have a sandwich or a hamburger. Which one do you want? Exactly. I, I'd like some pasta. No, we don't have that. Exactly. Can I have a soda? No, you can't have anything other than the sandwich or the hamburger.
1: But as divided as we are as a people, the one thing that seems to bring most people together is America versus someone else. Someone else. Yeah. And so that was brilliant because there, there, yep. I guarantee that there are people that saw that movie that have no interest in Franco, no interest in Rogan, and probably there are some people that don't even like raunchy, stupid—I'm sure—drug-based comedies mm. that saw that movie. Based off of the political agenda that they were able to yeah. establish,
0: I think also a big changer for it, and I liked what they. I'm talking about. I've been critical of them, but I will say the one thing Sony did that I I did like was they released it online. Like I've been mm-hmm. waiting for that day to happen when they finally figure out. There are certain movies I will go to the theater to watch. Mm. And it doesn't even have to be a big, giant movie. I Like um, the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie, Inherent Vice. I'm a huge fan of Paul Thomas Anderson as a director and a writer. I know he puts out movies that I enjoy seeing. I want to go to a theater on a big screen and watch his thing. Mm. So, But then there's other movies that I'm like, um, let me think of one here. Expendables 3. We'll pull that one out of the hat. I would have probably, if Expendables 3 had been for rent for like $2.99 on iTunes, I might have watched it. But I am not going to go to a theater and drop twenty dollars right. to watch that, and I think they the brilliant thing that Hollywood needs to start thinking about is there are certain movies with a market where you need to get like this. This waiting for the home video turnaround thing it was great back when we had VHS players, but times have changed, guys. Right. I I mean, let's say like the Avengers movie comes out in May of this year. Woo! Mm. Um, it's gonna be till Christmas before you see it again. I think they're missing out. Like quite because there's you have people that are gonna go see Avengers like I don't think with Avengers it should be released like simultaneously like they did with the interview where they released it in some theaters and then they released it online at the same time, but with Avengers maybe like pull it out in August or something like there's no reason to wait so long anymore. I just think that that's an antique idea that I really liked. I liked Sony. A their brilliant marketing campaign and (laughs) B. Putting it out online at the same time of release because I think they got a lot more people to see it that would normally, as you were saying, would never have touched it. If they had to go to a theater and sit in a theater with a bunch of stoners, no, I'm not going to do that. Not even for America. Oh, I just have to click a button and pay three bucks? Yeah, I'll do that. Sure. Right. That's an easier sell to, to people that normally wouldn't see your movie. Right. So that was a good move. Well done, Sony.
1: I think you're right. They need to start doing the online releases with stuff, especially for the ones that don't. That aren't gonna that aren't gonna pull in. Like a lot of actually a lot of the Oscar caliber movies, a lot of the ones that are up for best yeah. picture and stuff, they still don't necessarily need to be seen on a big screen. And I think that right. you see a lot of your you you know you're gonna get your your movie buffs and you're gonna get your Oscar season people really sure. wanting to see those
0: snobs people. like me that are like Snubs I like need to you. see this on a theater screen
1: <laughs> right but there's a lot of people that once once the Oscars happen and these things have won or at least been nominated for awards there's people that are gonna want to go and red box these movies
0: sure uh, why
1: not get in on that and put them out for five ninety nine on on demand
0: I'll put it out here um, an example for me is the theory of everything when they come out supposedly really great reviews I just have no interest in seeing that on a big screen I don't I don't care I would watch it on my home movie thing. So sure. I, why why can't I? I can't. And I'm very disappointed that I, I can't. Right. So uh, they need to... If you had it available for rent on iTunes or in Redbox, I would rush over and rent it because I really want to see it. But I just don't... It doesn't feel like a movie I need to see on the big screen. Exactly. You know. So yeah. there's a lot of movies like that. Uh, whiplash this year, Nightcrawler. There's all these movies and they're hard to find. Mm. I mean, it's not like they're showing Whiplash in Nebraska. <laughs> so why not? Why are you cutting yourself off from that market doesn't make sense to me. It's so, yeah. true. Don't know how they're not doing that.
1: That being said, though, I think we we're both in agreement this time around. Sony got it right. Great marketing. Weirdly plan. enough, they got in it all right. Of their
0: madness. Somehow they did the right thing.
1: I'm still a little fuzzy on just how exactly North Korea fully got involved in it, because because at some point I do believe that that North Korea was saying and doing so their own. They like they lumped themselves in, which wasn't necessarily a smart move because. Well, the US has kind of taken action against them as a result. We of shut the their lines. internet off for 2 days. Yeah, they had no internet for 2 days, which is dangerous I'm afraid when that happens to us, not just because I can't watch my shows, but because everything we do is everything based off is the on
0: internet. the internet. Yeah. Stop breaking the internet, Kim Kardashian. Yeah, geez, if you yeah. actually succeed, the apocalypses will happen. You have no idea. Apocalypses.
1: Apocalypses. A poop apocalypse. A poop Oh man, I like. We that. this is a we highbrow that, show. I'm glad we spent that much time working that out. <laughs> that was worth it. But anyway, so we're both on the same page that it was a uh, it was a marketing ploy, but it was definitely presented as a dictatorship censoring art or re- having a bad reaction to art, that,
0: which I thought was ridiculous. So, I mean, I want to break this down really quick before we move to something. But the interview. So this is a little bit of the timeline. It's announced that Sony, uh, and here's why I thought the whole thing was just smelled ridiculous to me from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So. The Sony gets hacked. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then somebody, a group of hackers, say that they are going to bomb a movie theater or movie theaters if they release the interview. Mm -hmm. Then the main theater chains, like it was AMC, Regal, and a couple others, it was was pretty much all of them. Right? They said we're not going to show it. That right there was the moment where I'm like, if you want to get mad at somebody or anger somebody, don't get mad at North Korea. Don't get mad at the hackers. Get mad at the cowards that back down. Mm -hmm. i mean sure get i guess don't not get mad at the hackers for making a threat that's a horrible horrible threat don't say shit like that right but don't let like literally that i was like when did we start doing that when did we just stop white flag yeah no those guys said they're gonna bomb something we're not doing that because everybody's talking about bombing america all the time and now (laughs) we're just throw flags up we're not doing that anymore guess we'll just not see the movie that's when i thought okay sure you can get angry about it but uh, there was just so much with that whole thing that I was like, this just seems ridiculous. And that was the most ridiculous moment to me was when they, when the movie theaters just backed down from it. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad Sony released it when they did. But for Sony to even say they weren't going to release it, that also kind of ticked me off. Mm. I mean, I'm glad they went back. But for them to go, oh, yeah, I guess we're not going to release it. It was just way too many. Some random guys on the Internet said they're going to do something. So now you're going to let that affect who you are in the right. real world that's wrong and yes. that can't be that's that's BS
1: kind of along the same lines of what happened with that though with you know it was a it was a threat yeah. based off of you know off of a piece of I don't even call it a piece of art but you know based off of uh, you
0: know a tactless pro- crappy stoner comedy
1: right but still I mean it, it was an artistic expression
0: sure a goofy one but sure.
1: And so kind of in the same vein, although in a much more serious light, because this actually went down, it wasn't just threats, Mm. the stuff that happened in France.
0: Yes. Yeah, uh, the Charlie Hebdo thing, or I I don't know if it's French, so the pronunciation is obviously difficult, but... uh, yeah, 12 people getting shot uh, by Muslim extremists. And they were, uh,
1: they were political cartoonists, right?
0: Yeah, they'd drawn a political cartoon. They're, they've they done it before. Actually, this is the second time they've been attacked, apparently. The first time, uh, they had uh, it was rocks thrown, so obviously very different. But they've had rocks thrown at their offices and stuff by, by Muslims. And The country of France does have a large Muslim population, and a lot of them are immigrants from, from Africa. They, they've emigrated up there, They're like third, fourth generation. But because of that, any issue with Islam is... Is it's a big issue in in France. So anytime there is any art done where they draw the Prophet Muhammad, obviously, I mean, that we remember there was a big fuss about it. I think it was, it was a, a Dutch, it was a Dutch paper. Yeah, South, South Park, uh, South Park had an episode where they drew Muhammad, and then now that's a big issue again. I've seen that online, mm. uh, people talking about that episode that they literally don't even show. Uh, Comedy Central is, you can't watch it online. You can't watch that episode anywhere. It's like a lost episode of South Park because they put Muhammad in it. And aired it, it, aired? It, it aired once. It aired once. It aired once, and it's gone.
1: What is the deal with why? Why is Muhammad never supposed to be drawn?
0: It's expressly written in the Quran, not by Muhammad. By the way, he didn't have it. He didn't care if people drew pictures of him or whatever. But it's written in the Quran that you cannot have a physical depiction or a a depiction of Muhammad cannot be drawn. That's why, uh, if you've ever seen any Muslim art of Muhammad, his face is always like this glowing thing, it's sort of like they used to do with uh, pictures of Jesus or something. They would like mm. have, like or angels or God. Like their face is just this giant exploding ball of sun or something i don't know what's going on there but they block it out so Mm. these political satirists in france they're they they're like you know what we're not going to let religion dictate what we can do because we don't believe in your religion so they drew this picture and then gunmen came to their offices in france in paris and uh killed 12 people and injured four which was well obviously it's fucked up is what it is Mm Mm-hmm then i i guess they caught some of them but some of them got away i'm still a little sketchy i haven't read the full news story on it but i know that there was a shootout with some police a block away from it, it was it was a it, like the entire country of france is on like lockdown right now it's crazy they're still hunting for i guess a pair of brothers that were involved in it but it's raised a lot of questions of i, I think this is a moment uh particularly in Fr- in france more than anything else i don't know if it's really hit the u.s much because we don't have as big of a muslim population but there where there's a large muslim population there's a lot of fear that this might start off some kind of, like, religious... Like another war? Fight. Yeah, like war fight. I mean, a war would be a big... It, it could get that bad, I guess, but it'd have to be really bad. But I think I think there's going to be a line drawn in the sand in France where you're Muslim and you're not. And a lot of Muslim clerics in France are saying, this isn't us. We We don't do this. In case you haven't noticed, the world economy is not doing well. And it's particularly not doing well in third world countries and places where extremism and Islam, you know let's face it africa is not exactly the most prosperous continent monetarily wise there's a lot of poverty in those areas mm-hmm. and in the middle east as well like afghanistan has a very high poverty rate um, so a lot of young men in their early 20s mid 20s are facing i mean in america we have a problem with that a lot of people in their 20s can't find work in america right i mean right. in the us right but it's expo- it's worse over there so you get all these young men that are really ticked off and they don't know why things are bad. So they wind up being talked to by these extreme people who are like, you know why shit's bad? Christians or infidels or because these guys are drawing pictures of Muhammad and Muhammad's, you know, God's not happy with us. So they they get him to go do this. Like, I actually researched the 9-11 bombers. I was just curious. I was like, where do these guys come from? And a lot of them met in Germany. They'd, they'd uh, migrated to Germany. And there was a, a cell of them, like the core group of them, that wound up doing the bombing of 9-11 were in Germany they're all living destitute in this house and they're all very very poor undereducated muslim young men and sheikh muhammad or whatever the guy was that masterminded it came to them because they'd started an extremist cell because they were mad at the west and he came to them and said yeah, i got this idea anyway he was easily able to recruit them right because you've got a lot of very pissed off people in a very poverty-stricken part of the country that are being told by extremists you do this, you go to heaven. Forty virgins, life will be great. You're going to save your family. All these things, you know. And I'm not by any point trying to make excuses for them because what they're doing is awful, horrible, horrible stuff. Mm. But I am just. I think it's important to know the mindset that they're coming from, and I think that same mindset is behind this attack in France. Is what I'm. I guess that's this long story that I just gave you about the the terrorists looping back around to the thing in France. I think we're dealing with the same type of thing, and until we address the problem of the amount of poverty and and I'll, I'll say it, Islam has some pretty medieval thoughts to it. Right. I mean, they there are still there are people who I mean, Christianity used to be pretty medieval too. You know, we used to burn women at the stake because we thought they were witches. There'd be religious wars where we'd murder half of France because they were Protestant or something. You know, right. we used to be what Islam is now, and I think we're all kind of ready for Islam to grow the fuck up and stop being so fucking crazy. And yeah. there are parts of it that are, but there's a very annoying tail end of them that are refusing to grow up right? as a religion.
1: And unfortunately, they're the loud minority.
0: Yeah, again, we go to the loud minority. It always happens, and they are, and that's a shame, and this is a horrible, horrible case of it, and uh, my hearts go out to the families of these poor people that, drew a picture of a person it's bad enough if it's like
1: oh yeah you guys were killed because you drew a picture of a person i'm willing to bet not every single one of them had a hand in drawing that picture i'm willing to bet it was one maybe two people worked on oh. the comic or on the graphic
0: yeah uh two artists were actually killed everybody else that was killed in the attack uh what there was a janitor who got killed they killed a janitor and two visitors who were just there to see they i guess they were visiting that day and they got killed wow that's the thing is it's just why i mean 9-11 who did you kill? You didn't kill anybody that has ever had any hand in oppressing someone from Islam. You just you killed random people. I you're mean, maybe. Maybe with a lucky shot if sure. there was somebody in that building. But. Somewhere, maybe some guy had so did something to some Muslims once. Maybe. If you're like, that's the problem that I have. Uh, well, I have a problem with violence in general, but just random acts of, you know, you're not... I mean, they'll kill their own people. That's the terrible thing. The amount of bombs or shootings that happened. Twelve people died in France yesterday. It was horrible all year long every time i open my bbc news app there's usually a story about how in afghanistan or iraq or somewhere there was a car bombing in a marketplace yep. and 35 people died so they're killing their own people and you're just like this this is this is messed up christianity came out of it eventually you know we right. got to a point where we we're able to, to to get above burning people and stoning people and we don't do that anymore mm-hmm. so i feel like islam's gonna get there and they're on their way there's a lot of in really intelligent really wonderful muslims out there and i've I've met quite a few of them they're really i really dislike it when somebody says islam is a religion of violence Mm -hmm. it no more really than christianity i mean in christianity they talk about stoning people in the old testament i mean they're both have their downsides right in 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 the whole killing people department then i just think that islam's gonna get to a more evolved i think i think right now it's at that place it is because there is less education Know, they don't educate their women at all. I think that's going to, you know, once that, and that's starting to break. Right. So once that, what breaks, things are going to get better. We're going to have, anytime you educate women, they're usually around to be like, guys, guys, it's a terrible idea to do what you're thinking. We need women to stop us from doing stupid shit. It's that's true. what Islam needs. It needs it's women true. to be like, guys, this is dumb. Um, I think they'll treat us better and take us more seriously if, if we're not assholes.
1: If women can't correct our stupidity. People die. It's, that's yeah. That's what I've learned from history. I desperately want to get us back onto something that is a little more light and fun than, than this topic. Before sure. before we actually do completely leave, kind of the serious portion of our program. One thing I did want to at least mention, and because we haven't even talked personally about this, so I'm not sure. I'm assuming you're aware of it, but this past week, Stuart Scott passed away. Oh, awesome. has battled cancer, and he was I think I said 21 some years at ESPN. Like he was monumental at ESPN and not just for being a sportscaster, but for being being a black sportscaster and also being one of the first ones or the first one to actually he he started to break the rigid Pretending their newscasters mold, and he really brought his personality and a lot of urban slang and whatnot into his presentation, and really brought in this whole new demographic of people that could watch it. That you know, these you know, we've got all these black communities that are enjoying sports, but felt this divide between them right. and the sportscaster. All of a sudden, they they see, you know, a guy that could just be one of their buddies on there talking about the games. Yeah. And so he he was hugely instrumental in that shift and in, in bridging that that cultural gap. But I, he, he, uh, he's been, he actually, if, if, if memory serves, I'm pretty sure he had surgery and was fighting it. and was actually clear for like three or four years. And, yeah. then, and then it came back came in back 2011. Right, yeah. And he's been fighting ever since. And he, you know, he got the Jimmy V Award and had that fantastic speech where um, this is, I'm paraphrasing, I think. But he said, you know, when you die, you don't lose to cancer. You beat cancer by how you live your life. You know, right. while you're living your life. He is
0: literally the only ESPN sportscaster. He's the only one I ever remember because he had su- his personality shown through. Yep. You want to talk about a non-robot? Yeah, he made you aware of who he was as a person and the joy he had for the game, the, yeah. whichever game he was talking about, you know, the, the sports Yeah. of ESPN, the sports. The sports. Listen to me horribly <laughs> eulogize this man. <laughs> thank God I don't go and eulogize people. The sports. Funerals. He loved the sports a lot. <laughs> And was the ones with balls and (laughs) and pucks and 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 many points when they scored runs and points and goals and things. He was a huge fan of them. Yeah, no, it's terrible, but no, he really he did his passion for sports came through Mm -hmm. and uh, through SPN. And he's one of the only ones I remember positively. Like, I know Jim Rome because he's a douche, right? (laughs) You know, but it's hard to remember. You rather remember a sportscaster for their stoic almost stone like like howard cassell you don't wonder what howard cassell's family life was like or anything right. you know him as the voice of football or whatever that's what you know Either you know him as that or you know him as jim rome the douchebag very rarely do you know him as this guy that i feel like i could really be friends with and talk about sports with right that's what Stuart scott did that changed everything to me was he made it so that you could really relate to who was announcing your sports game so yeah
1: yeah yeah, and and actually, and that's that's a lot of what I I heard a lot because I was, I watched a lot of ESPN that later that night to see, because you know they they did some really nice they did a really nice piece or two on him. I, I mean, it all kind of merged into one full evening. Yeah. But they they had a lot of good stuff on him and a lot of people sharing their their experiences with him. And that was the one thing that kept coming up is people saying, you know, the guy that you saw on TV, what that that wasn't a persona. That was who he was off yep. camera. So. Uh, so yeah it, and and I think you're right it definitely it showed through and it was it, it's what made him stand out you know Agreed Just wanted to mention that really quick cuz it you know it was sports and entertainment that We, we talk about the, the
0: sports and the goals and the balls on this show we talk about it and Occasionally. it was and it's good that uh, when a titan of broadcasting those sports passes unfortunately too early it's good to talk about them for sure
1: Yes But on to better things or happier things I guess we'd say The Golden Globes are coming up eee!
0: It's that time and we, we all gonna, know that that leads into Oscars. the Oscars are coming. The Oscars, it's the Golden Globes are like the pre-Oscars. And I just want to say I'm so happy Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are back. I used to like it when they had Ricky Gervais on because he would just absolutely slaughter everybody. In the, it was absolutely hilarious. But um, Amy Poehler and, and Tina Fey have been great. Yep. And I'm glad they're back. Let's make our picks. The picks? All right, I got them right here. What are, what are we betting right on this one? <sighs> we We always have a bet, so we got to well, have a bet here. Are you tired
1: of the Super Bowl shuffle on our Facebook page yet? We could change that. Ah, again. yes, I think we should. So let's put the cover photo uh, for cover our photo for neighbors' Facebook page. We'll put that uh, up on up for grabs again.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, if if I'm correct, I will uh, want a picture of Emma Watson mm. as our as our cover page. Yeah, you really want me to win now, don't you? I kind of do. Yeah.
1: You know what? We'll just do dueling Emma's. I'll do Emma Stone if I win.
0: No, oh, I feel like and you know no what? one's going to win. Everybody lose her. wins. Everybody's going to win this one. Excellent. We will have lovely ladies as models on our post, which I'm sure they would be like, oh, yes. Thank God I'm on the Oh, best absolutely. I got a call from a Watts about the other day. She yeah, no, I,
1: I got a, I got a Snapchat
0: from Stone. And no. She was she am was me Am asking I on the uh, downstairs neighbors page yet? And I was like, no, no, you're not yet. I don't know why. We got the Super Bowl shuffle. She's like, what? What is that? I don't even know about those things. And then I had to explain to her who the Chicago Bears were, and I had to educate her, and it, it made me realize everyone needs to know who Brian Urlacher is. It's true, and yeah.
1: that's how this episode
0: was born. So we're going to speed through this, folks. Keep up. We
1: will dissect some of the nominees, even if they don't win in the mini-sode. We'll get oh, yeah. more into it there. We're going to get
0: all over it. Go, and I just want to say, um, uh, I'm a big fan of, if uh, the award shows have almost become a, a social media event as well, Mm-hmm. And uh, if y'all don't know about uh, one of our listeners, Mr. John Nellick, ah, uh, John, he has a great Twitter feed. I do not remember his Twitter handle off the top of my head, but he live tweets the shows, and he also he gets together with some of his friends from college, uh, and provides and if incredibly you, good.
1: And if you think that that we are hard on on entertainment <laughs> world, he's pretty scathing. <laughs> I'm not he gonna has, lie. It,
0: it is it is a lovely trip. Oh, it's fun. An it's honest so fun. and beautiful trip celebrating both beautiful and horrible moments. We of should try and get shows. him on this show. I uh, I would love for John to come on our show because he is one of my favorite people to talk about awards seasons with. And we I'm going to I'm going
1: to I'm going to see if we can get our producers to actually reach out. Make make see, that happen. Yes. That would be cool. Make it happen. Producers. That would be
0: cool. But here we go. This is our picks for Golden Globe. First up, best motion picture drama. We've got Boyhood. Guardians Fox, of the picture.
1: Galaxy. What? Guardians of
0: the Galaxy. Uh, Let me look here. Oh, that's not nominated at all. Sorry. Hmm. Maybe it's in the uh, musical or comedy. Hope oh, better be. Oh, it. nope, not in there either. Wow. It's almost like it's a giant popcorn flick that was really good. But It was better than a lot of movies. Anyway, what are the options? Best motion picture drama, Boyhood, Foxcatcher, The Imitation Game, Selma, and The Theory of Everything. I'm going to go with Imitation Game. I'm going to choose Selma just to be slightly different. Were you going to take Imitation Game? If I, I did? was pondering Imitation Game. I think it has the best chance. I would also put Theory. Art. I don't think everything has a shot, and I think Foxcatcher's awards buzz has died down. Yeah, uh, but Boyhood I could see sneaking in there. That's so my my dark horse pick, I guess. So, are it. you what you got to pick one? Oh, I picked someone. Okay, what's next? Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama: Julianne Moore for Still Alice, Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl, Reese Witherspoon for Wild, Felicity Jones for Theory of Everything, and Jennifer Aniston for Cake. Uh, I'll go first here, Uh, Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl. She was, blew me away. She was really good in that movie.
1: I'm going to go with, just because there has been a good amount of buzz around it right now, I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but I'm going to go with uh, Witherspoon.
0: Witherspoon, good call. That probably would be my second choice. Best action in a motion picture. Actor in a motion picture, drama. Eddie Redmayne, Theory of Everything, Steve Carell, Foxcatcher, Benedict Cumberbatch, The Imitation Game, David Oyelowo. Great name. Oh, man, that is a good name. David Oyelowo. Got to learn to pronounce that. And Jake Gyllenhaal for Nightcrawler. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What was the weird name guy for? Uh, Selma. He's for Selma. Sorry. Okay. He's, he's He plays uh, Doctor Martin Luther King in Selma.
1: Okay, I'm torn between Benedict or um, Theory of Everything guy. Uh, Eddie Redmayne. Yes, Cause I've uh, he I've has seen, gotten some I've buzz. Seen, I've seen and I've seen uh, snippets of that one. I haven't seen that movie yet, but I've seen snippets of it, and his performance is
0: amazing. Mm. So I'm gonna go with that. <sighs> oh man. Uh, I want to go with Jake Gyllenhaal and Nightcrawler, but I'm not going to because I think the buzz has died down a lot too much. I'm actually going to just copy you because I think it'll be Eddie Redmayne too. So there's uh, two votes for Mr. Redmayne in motion picture. Best motion picture musical or comedy? Guardians of the Galaxy? Ha <laughs> ha, no, it's not. Aww. Not even. No. You uh, tricked
1: me. I thought you were tricking me before.
0: Into the Woods, Birdman, The Grand Budapest Hotel, St. Vincent, or Pride. Oh, I know what you're going to pick. Um, I'm going to go Birdman. Here's the thing is, I actually think it's going to be Birdman too. Oh, really? As much as I think Grand Budapest Hotel might steal it.
1: I like how your strategy this time around is just to pick what I pick.
0: Well, you're picking first on some of these. So oh, just, I did go first on that one. Sorry. Yeah, you yeah. get you get
1: two in a row in the next I two. I would have picked Birdman. I figured you would have picked Grand Budapest Hotel.
0: I did love Grand Budapest Hotel, but again, it has the, I think it has the problem of really, honestly, Academy Awards, or voters in, in these sort of things are, are like children. They can't remember something that came out longer than three months ago. So right. That's the problem for that, I think. Um, best actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Julianne Moore. Wait, is she in t- Holy cow. I didn't notice this. Julianne Moore is up for best actress in a drama and comedy. Go, girl. That's um, versatility right there. Hell yeah. Julianne Moore for Map to the Stars, Amy Adams for Big Eyes, Emily Blunt for of the Woods, Helen Mirrod for The 100-Foot Journey, or Quivenzane Wallace for Annie. You can go first. I am going to go with Emily Blunt for of the Woods because she Damn really it. was good.
1: That's what I'm taking too, and I she was amazing, and I love her anyway, so I was going to go with that.
0: All right, I mean, this is this a good choice? It is a good choice. All right. Best yeah. actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. We got Michael Keaton for Birdman, Bill Murray for Saint Vincent, Rafe Fiennes for Grand Budapest Hotel, Christoph Waltz for Big Eyes, and Joaquin Phoenix for Inherent Vice. This is me again, first. You right? You again. Yeah. Okay. I'd love to say Joaquin Phoenix, but it'll be Keaton for Bat for Birdman. Yep. Damn it! as <laughs> so I almost said Batman. Yes. Keaton yes for Batman. Did. It's 1989.
1: It's always Keaton He's for Batman. winning. Um, I'm I'm also gonna go Keaton. Uh, and so basically,
0: folks, we're just gonna put a, we're <laughs> gonna find a picture of Emma Stone and Emma Watson
1: <laughs> hugging and put that up. Yeah, finally they were kissing, right? It'd be so beautiful. I'll get our I'll get our our Photoshop
0: guys on it. <laughs> <laughs> be like, that w- I would actually photo. I want that job. <laughs> I just get to look at this picture for a while. Uh, best animated feature film: Lego Movie, How to Train Your Dragon Two, Big Hero Six, Book of Life, or The Box Trolls. You get to go first on this one.
1: I feel like it might go towards either Book of Life or Box Trolls, but
0: I want to go with Big Hero 6. I'm going to go with Lego Movie. Really? Yes. Okay. I know. It came out in February. I'm violating my own rule. You might be right on Big Hero 2. I don't think uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2, which was beautiful and a gorgeous movie, Mm. but I don't think it's got the buzz. Um, You know what? Here's one we're going to shoot in the dark. Best foreign language film, Ida, Force Majeure, Get the Trial of Vivian Amsalem, Tangerines, and Leviathan. Well, you get to go first on it. So. Oh, do I? Okay. Um, oh, man, uh, Force Majeure is going to be my choice. It's been out there longer. Or not been out there longer. It's had a bigger presence, I think.
1: Okay. I'm gonna go with tangerines because I know that word. There you go. <laughs> that is a brilliant. That I is my. That was
0: my strategy with some of our CMA picks. I
1: almost went with Ida because I knew a girl named Ida in high school.
0: Uh, scary thing, uh, Ida is actually on Netflix if you'd like to watch. It. I've heard it's really good. It's a Polish film about the Holocaust. Ooh, I'm always a, full of a laugh. A minute, I'm sure. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've heard good things. Best Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture. Jessica Jessica Chah. Here we go. Jessica Ah, Man, (laughs) damn you, Jessica Chastain. Best supporting actress in a motion picture. Jessica, (laughs) this is worse than the Muppets. Best supporting actress in a motion picture. (laughs) For those of you that don't know, he's probably going to cut around this. I've botched this name like so many times. I'm not cutting around it. (laughs) Jessica Chastain for A Most Violent Year, Kira Knightley for The Imitation Game, Patricia Arquette for Boyhood, Meryl Streep for Into the Woods, and Emma Stone for Birdman. Well, fortunately, it's
1: my pick first. It is not, your pick. Not that it matters, because I think you would have known. I'm so I'm going to go with
0: Emma Stone. And you would take? I'm going to take Patricia Arquette. Okay. Almost went with Kira Knightley. Mm. She's lovely as well, as an actress, and just lovely in general. Best Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture, Ethan Hawke for Boyhood, Robert Duvall for The Judge. (laughs) How'd that get in there? Uh, Edward Norton for Birdman, J.K. Simmons for Whiplash, and Mark Ruffalo for Foxcatcher. You get to go first. I am going to take a swing here for the old character actor and go with J.K. Simmons for Whiplash. Okay. And I am actually going to go with Ruffalo
1: for fox catcher
0: Ruffalo I
1: felt that he did he did definitely do a good job
0: we talked about he always does a good job I've so. just decided if I ever see Mark Ruffalo in person which could Ruffalo. happen I live in I'm gonna totally start saying Ruffalo and Ruffalo just be like, what's up Ruffalo the buffalo I'm just gonna just embarrass that poor man
1: you know well you know that he actually is a, a homicidal killer
0: I've heard that he can turn into a giant green thing and beat the everlasting crap out of me. I like
1: that I also just said a homicidal killer as if there was any other kind there of killer. Are a lot of, yes,
0: sometimes there's a homicidal gardener. Well, that happen. that would work, but See? you can't be a killer
1: and not be homicidal. That's true. I'm special. I'm going to leave totally. your Jessica Chastain
0: blunders in. I'm going to leave that one in. Fine. Best Director of Motion Picture, Ava DuVernay for Selma, Wes Anderson, Grand Budapest, Alejandro Gonzalez Inaritu for Birdman, uh, David Fincher for Gone Girl, and Richard Linklater for Boyhood.
1: I'm going to go for... Uh, I'm not going to try and butcher the name. I'm going to go for the guy that did Birdman because... Alejandro González Inadito. There you go. Because of the, uh, the very unique camera
0: work that was in that. It is very unique. Yeah. That is that film. I'm, I'm tempted. That was actually a... sure man. Oh, I want to pick that one. I want to pick Birdman so bad. But we've picked so many same things that... I'm picking it. Screw it. Yeah, me for to Put me down too. Okay. I think it's going to be a good. If it's a bad night for Birdman, we're just no pictures. <laughs> if, we, if we lose, it'll just we'll be just black. put up Michael Keaton as Batman. Michael Keaton as Batman will be the picture if we if Birdman doesn't win these. Best screenplay for a motion picture: Wes Anderson uh, for Grand Budapest, Gillian Flynn for Gone Girl, Alejandro González Iñárritu for Birdman, Richard Linklater for Boyhood, and Graham Moore for The Imitation Game. Uh, this is my pick, mm-hmm. and I'm going with Killian Flynn for Gone Girl. I'm going to go with Moore. The Imitation Game, Graham Moore. Best Original Score Motion Picture, Alejandro Dusplat, The Imitation Game, Johan Johansson for The Theory of Everything. Wow. Man, that's a winner name right there. Trent Reznor for Gone Girl, Antonio Sanchez for Birdman, and Hans Zimmer for Interstellar.
1: My pick first? I'm going to go Zimmer. Me too. yeah.
0: <laughs> easy yeah That's my strategy just to follow you this year best way to do it best original song i know we're getting deep here we're almost through these uh best original song motion picture big eyes selma noah annie or the hunger games mocking jay part one I'm sorry, wait, did, was Annie listed in there? Yes. They have an original song in Annie? There was a new song in Annie. They I don't know why Into the Woods didn't get a nomination. That's kind of weird. There were no new songs in Into the Woods. Oh, you're right, they did. They cut the new songs that they were going to do. Yeah. They did write some, but I guess they pulled them out. You're right, so I guess Annie got the nomination. What's the name of the song from Annie? This is weird. They don't actually give the names of the songs, just what? the movies that they're in. Yeah, it's just Big Eyes, Selma, Noah, Annie, and The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. So you're blindly guessing here, I'm guessing.
1: And I don't. I'm interested to know where the heck they put the um the
0: Hunger Games song. It must have been there in the Oh wait, this is me. I get to go first. Yeah, I'm gonna go Selma. Okay. I don't know what it is, but I bet you it's got a gospel choir in it and the Art academy loves those, so. Oh, you are right. That is true.
1: I'm going to follow since they're not telling us what the songs are, I'm gonna follow you and just go with the Selma one as well.
0: Your strategy.
1: Right. And All right, we're into TV My here. strategy is to follow you if you're following me. We're just going in a circle. So I tell you, this is going to be
0: disastrous.
1: It'll be interesting.
0: Tune into that mini, mini-sode, mini folks. For the, the, the absolute chaos. The uh, best TV series, drama. Now we're into the TV stuff. This is a little trickier. This will be where I, sh- I should be able to shine. Uh, Downton Abbey, The Affair, Game of Thrones, House of Cards, and The Good Wife. And this is just for best show? Best TV series, Drama. Uh, well, I got to go first. I'm gonna go Game
1: of Thrones. Ballsy call. I'm gonna go The Affair. That's How has that a ballsy call? <laughs> it's like the most popular drama out there. Is it? Yo, Game of Thrones? No,
0: no. I I said me The Affair. I'm the ballsy call. Oh, I thought you were saying you're my the safe call. <laughs> yeah, I thought you're you the were the safest of safe safe calls ever, man. Yeah, no,
1: yours is a ballsy call for sure. I thought
0: I, I got a call from you, and it was so safe that I said that's the safest safe I've ever saved. Next. That's how safe Game of Thrones is. It's a choice. Well done. Uh, I have seen The Affair. It's a great show, by the way. If you get a chance, it's on uh, Showtime. Um, it's a really good show. Uh, Best actress in a TV series, drama: Viola Davis, How to Get Away with Murder. You can't get away with it. We tried. Uh, Claire Danes, Homeland. Uh, Juliana Margulies, The Good Wife. Robin Wright, House of Cards, and Ruth Wilson for The Affair. You're first. Am I? Oh, I you? am. Um, I'm going to double down on The Affair. And we were with Ruth Wilson for The Affair probably going to be wrong on that one, but I hope I'm not. And I am going to go with uh Wright from House of Cards. Hacienda, Hacienda de whatever the Spanish word for cards is. Cardzo. That is not the Spanish word for cards. Best actor in a TV series drama. Kevin Spacey, House of Cards, Clive Owen, The Nick. I don't know what that is. James Spader, The Blacklist, Dominic West, The Affair, Liv, Shri- Liv Schreiber, Ray Donovan. Liv Schreiber is nominated for Ray Donovan, just so you know. I yes. felt I should explain that to our listeners.
1: Yes. And, you know. So he's not nominated for his, for his portrayal of
0: Sabretooth. Right, and okay. Ray Donovan is also not a person who is nominated. I'm going Kevin Spacey.
1: How's the cards? I'm just going to copy. you. <laughs> it's a safe bet. He's uh, amazing. I,
0: I do think the affair Dominic West has a chance, but I'm d- I don't want to throw all my eggs in the affair basket. Best TV series, musical, or comedy? Get ready to probably hear the name Big Bang Theory. It'll happen at least once. Someone's getting nominated from it, or it's got to be nominated. They always nominate those they, they,
1: guys. They did pretty well at the People's Choice Awards.
0: Are they uh, still on? They're still mm-hmm. on, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, then they're probably be in here somewhere. Uh, the nominees for Best TV Series, Musical, or Comedy are Orange is the New Black, Girls, Jane the Virgin, Transparent, and Silicon Valley.
1: I'm not first. You are.
0: Um, I'm just going to pick which one I want to win is Silicon Valley. It and will not, but I love that show. Easily one of, you know what, in our roundup year, we didn't really talk about TV shows. That was my favorite new TV show of the year.
1: I'm going to go with Orange is the New Black.
0: Safe, 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 safe. I was
1: safe, actually going to go with Silicone until you said it, but.
0: Oh, we being all cool and original. I'll just copy mine. All right. <laughs> uh, best Actress in a TV Series, Musical, or Comedy. Julie Lewis dreyfus for Veep. Edie Falco for Nurse Jackie. Gina Rodriguez for Jane the Virgin. Lena Dunham for Girls. And Taylor Schilling for Orange is the New Black. That's just some. Weird nominees, I guess. Well, not weird, I guess, just odd. I'm going to go with Schilling. Yeah, no, safe pick. I'm going to go with Julia Lewis dreyfus Best Actor in a TV Series, Musical, or Comedy. Don Cheadle, House of Lies, William H. Macy, Shameless, Ricky Gavace, Derek, Jeffrey Tambor, Transparent, and Louis C.K. for Louis. You, you get to go first. My pick, Jeffrey Tambor Okay. Transparent. Well, the one
1: that was right before him was the one I was going to go with. Who was that?
0: Ricky Gervais for Derek?
1: Yes, because just because of the content in Derek, I actually think, is going to give him a nod. That will probably help him, yeah. Yeah, so.
0: You know why I picked Jeffrey Tambor in Transparent? Uh,
1: because you like him in Arrested Development?
0: I do like him, but uh, his role in that is as a uh, transgender uh, guy oh, that comes out to his family.
1: That would be a good
0: one. Well, see, and, and kind of like my kinda thing
1: with, with Ricky Gervais, he plays a a mentally slow person so
0: right so that's the thing is is in rewards things like obviously all the nominees are probably really good Mm -hmm. and so you kind of have to suss it down to which role sounds like something people want to vote for because in hollywood it is literally all about looking good so if you didn't like i'm still sort of shocked that uh, that the one year where hollywood was just so confused like should we vote for uh race relations or do we vote for gay cowboys
1: i don't know uh, <laughs> race relations let's do that one
0: like that was the year they had to really pick for the best picture one that they're nuts um okay uh we're down to the last little bit here uh and this one's going to be the one where brian and seth guess because we don't watch tv movies or miniseries oh boy which one was the best olive kittredge uh fargo didn't see it the missing huh true detective what or the normal heart Mm? I get to go first. I'm going to, oof, shit. It's
1: going to say True Detective, but Normal Heart is going to do it. I'm going to go Normal Heart.
0: And I'm going to sneak in and get True Detective. And watch, it'll be Fargo. Best Actress in Miniseries or TV Movie. Jessica Lange, American Horror Story Freak Show. Maggie Gyllenhaal, The Honorable Woman. Frances McDormand, Olive Kittredge. Allison Tolman, Fargo. Or Frances O'Connor, The Missing. You're first. Oh, boy. I don't want to be first on this one, but uh, (laughs) I'm going to go. You know what? Maggie Gyllenhaal. Just because I haven't given any love to the Gyllenhaals this year, they need some love. American Horror Story. Jessica Lange. Mm -hmm. Best Actor in a Miniseries or TV Movie. Seth Yonka. You know he's in here. Liar. He's not. Martin Freeman for Fargo. Matthew McConaughey for True Detective. Woody Harrelson for True Detective. Billy Bob Thornton for Fargo. Mark Ruffalo for The Normal Heart. I
1: get to go first. I'm sticking with Ruffalo.
0: Ruffalo. 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 He needs to be a WWE wrestler. (laughs) Mark Ruffalo. God, he'd be so amazing. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to go with uh, the man who's having the year you can't forget. All All right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey for True Detective. I think, by the way, this might be a case of you being correct because the vote gets split. Between McConaughey and Harrelson and between Billy Bob Thornton and Martin Freeman, which I want to see Fargo. I haven't seen it yet. I've heard it's really good. I've heard good things. Yeah. Best Supporting Actress in the Series. Hang on, folks. We're almost We're down to the last two. Thanks for sticking with us. Best Supporting Actress in the Series, Miniseries, or TV Movie. Kathy Bates, American Horror Story. Uzo Aduba, Orange is the New Black. Joanne Froghat. I seriously almost read that as Hat, but <laughs> Froghat. Downton Abbey. Michelle Moynihan, uh, True Detective. Allison Janney for Mom. I'm going to go with Uzo Aduba for um, Orange is the New Black. Okay, read them again. Kathy Bates, American Horror Story. Uzo Aduba for Orange is the New Black. Joanne Froghat for <laughs> Downton Abbey. Michelle Monahan for True Detective. And Allison Janney for Mom. Going to go with Monaghan. True Detective. Best Supporting Actor in Series, Miniseries. Oh, by the way, I'm just throwing this out here. Her sex scene with Matthew McConaughey was hot. Why why do you think I picked it? I, Well deserved. It was a very well done sex scene. Best supporting actor in a series, miniseries, or TV movie. Bill Murray for Olive Kittredge. John Voight for Ray Donovan. Matt Bomer for The Normal Heart. Alan Cumming for The Good Wife. Or Colin Hanks for Fargo. My cat would be happy.
1: You know what? I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to... I'm going to take a swing here. I'm going to go with Hanks. I don't
0: think he'll do it, but... Could Taking a su- shot surprised me. I'm going to steal some of your thunder and go with Matt Bomer from the Normal Heart. And that, folks, is it.
1: Woo! And we I learned from last time and I have actually noted all of these down. Ah, so we won't have to sit there and guess which yes. one we got. So we'll actually did I, did we'll, I do that one. We'll no, no, know no. which ones we picked and we've made a solid pick for every single one.
0: And remember, folks, it everything is on the line here. Oh, absolutely. Everything Emma related. The our
1: our Downstairs Neighbors Facebook page, facebook.com slash Downstairs Neighbors, the cover picture right now is the Super Bowl shuffle Chicago Bears. Yeah. But
0: by the time... Thanks to Seth's sweeping victory at oh, the CMA Award nominations. It was, it was award embarrassing for you. It, well, it was rough. It was rough. I, I, I really thought Casey Musgraves would get more love. Some Musgrave love? Musgrave love. It's true.
1: But yeah, once the, once the Golden Globes come and go... We will see either Emma Stone.
0: Yeah. Or Emma Watson. Also, yeah. Really, no one's losing here. This is the worst bet ever. I'm (laughs) actually
1: (laughs) I'm hoping we end up in a tie in some way and we I you know
0: we just have to do the two pictures. Yeah. That could work. This is the worst bet ever. (laughs) Like we're just Or the best bet ever. We're just like Okay, if you win, you get to go to Disneyland. And if you win, you get to go to Disneyland. This is like, um, okay. <laughs> yep. like, I'm going to go to Vegas and just be like, these are the bets I want to make. You win a dollar or you win a dollar. How much do you bet a dollar? So you're just waiting for free drinks, aren't you? Yeah, that's <laughs> It's my strategy in Vegas. That is a good
1: strategy in Vegas. Yep. One thing that I was surprised wasn't nominated. I thought it was or maybe I missed it. Was Unbroken not in that list of best mm-hmm. picture? Nope. Good.
0: Very you saw it, good. didn't you? I
1: saw it. It was god-awful. It was miserable.
0: I I largely heard that from a lot of people. I heard from some people uh, that I know uh, who like that sort of thing that they let were- me, Let me tell you what it was. Okay.
1: Because I, I think I know what you're about to say, and, and uh, I can tell you from first-hand experience. It basically, it's a fantastic movie if you like to watch a guy get tortured.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, actually, it was uh, uh, some relatives. My literally, my like Trey's aunt dug it, uh, <laughs> but not because people got tortured. Because she sort of likes Oscar bait movies, and that movie just seemed like an Oscar bait movie. Ah, uh,
1: it was definitely Oscar bait It was not. It was all. It was a tease. Yeah. Basically, here's here's I'm gonna I'm gonna we we. I like those types of movies. This has been a long. <laughs> This has been a long, long podcast. Our editors are going to have fun with this. Just one. a field day, but, uh, but so I'll, I'll try and be brief on it. But basically, what the problem with it is, it was way, way, way too long, and the first maybe twenty, thirty minutes was entertaining, kind of a you know actually felt like you were watching a movie about people. No, and after that, it was just a lot of, it was like an endurance test for the audience as much as it was for the main character. It Yikes. was it was rough, like that old rule in theater. You know, Mm. if the audience is checking their watch, you're not doing your job right. Right. At one point, toward near the end, I did actually, uh, I actually checked my phone to see what time it was because I was sitting there thinking, God, it's got to be almost over. It, It was. It was that bad. And the big, but the biggest issue is. And this isn't uh, it can't be a spoiler alert because we already talked about it on a previous show the fact right. that the guy just recently passed away. Recently passed away. So, so you so you know He's making it through that movie. Yeah, you know he survives through the movie.
0: It's called Unbroken People. Right. Unbroken.
1: Right. And so that is the only payoff you will get is knowing that he is is the fact that he survives, but you know that going in. Here's the problem. I th- I honestly just think it was a horrible script. I think whoever wrote the script it was it was awful. It was a bad Telling of this story, I know they didn't like it at Sony. That's for sure. <laughs> well, basically, it, it was if it if it was just this guy survives the elements, survives POW camp, even that's fine. You know, the the harsh The harshness of war, the hardships of war. If they sure. if they want to show that, that's fine. The problem is, and maybe this is factual. I hope it was factual because it's the only excuse for them doing this, otherwise, it was just the dumbest decision to make on uh, to 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 embellish this. But they they isolated one central character for the bulk of the movie that was actually causing the torture to the guy. There was one Japanese soldier or officer or whatever. Yeah, I'd heard of that, yeah. That isolated him and just for whatever reason had an issue with him and really seen I mean, if he was if he was horrible to everybody, they don't show that in the movie. They just focus on how horrible he is to this one guy. It sure felt like he wasn't as bad to everybody as he was to this one guy. And he was clearly your villain of the movie. Yeah. You get no payoff with that whatsoever, and I'm talking none in even the most churchy, churchy ways. Because one of the things about the main character is that he found God and uh, and found and found peace in forgiveness over vengeance. And he even like because they do they do the thing that that I talked about Fo- Foxcatcher did, where just throws up those blurbs of text at the end to oh, yeah, kind right. of wrap up stuff they didn't want to shoot. <clears throat> right. And uh, and it talks about the fact that he actually even returned to Japan and met with some of the officers that, that that were in control over him and you know, like actually like forgave them and came to peace with that, and the only person that wouldn't meet with him is the main guy that was in this. In doing that, what you're telling us is not only did, the, did we not get to see anything happen, but now we have to be actually be aware of the fact that literally nothing bad happened to this guy, and he lived a long and happy life with himself and got, a, got away scot-clean with what he did and how he treated this guy, and it was just like... It's a Hollywood film. If this was on the History Channel or even like the Biography Channel or something, fine, do it that way. Be, hmm. be factual. If you're going to make uh, a major motion picture with a, with a nationwide and worldwide theatrical release and you're going to force audiences to sit through this long of this crap, bullshit the ending.
0: You right. fictionalize it. You base <laughs> it
1: on a true story. I'm doing air quotes. They do you're love to do doing that. you're not doing a hard and fast documentary Mm. you damn well better use your creative license to give the audience some kind of thank you for sitting through this bullshit. And that's what I walked away with. I was like, fuck this movie. Braveheart is a fantastic movie. And yeah, it's it's a lot of fictionalization. And, Many, and, yes. And what, you know, Excellent you know, film, though, sure. You know, it's, it's more folklore than, than historical yes, stuff at this it's point. Yes, the myth
0: of my ancestor, William Wallace. <laughs> but,
1: but the thing uh, is, at the end, he still gets killed he still gets murdered right. dra- drawn and quartered. Yep. He loses essentially.
0: That's about as much as you can lose. Is being right. pulled apart. Yes. That's that's called losing. Yes.
1: But you know, but the but they give, you know, whether or not this is factual or not, they give the audience that sensation of, you know, when he when he, you know, they're waiting for him to 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 uh, pledge his allegiance to the king and instead he just yells out freedom. Right. And the audience still gets that that raw, feel-good feel good feeling of, right. but you didn't break him. Guess what? That's a better telling of unbroken to me. <laughs> that guy was unbroken. Even though he was the fact ripped that he apart. Was broken. He yeah. was broken or ripped apart and killed. He was more unbroken,
0: in my opinion. You know, this has been a Titanic episode. One would almost call it the godfather of all episodes. There's uh, no country for old men here in this episode. It's... Uh, a star is born timing. I and apologize, as, uh, folks. Brian clearly the, has already
1: started to shift into
0: overdrive mode for the, the Oscar season. The, oh, so it's the gladiator of all events. And the be American beauty of it all so. is that we finally come to the end of this episode.
1: And if you've made it this far, you must have had a brave heart.
0: Brave heart didn't win at the best picture. Oh my God, yes, it, it did. did. It did, you're right. Good job. Well done, you. I can't believe you questioned me. Emma Stone points for you. Yay! those are points. redeemable for nothing
1: they're better than brownie points much better anyway this has been final hour with the west coast neighbors we want to thank you for listening check in with us next week we're going to have a special i'm going to call it a mini so but knowing us it'll probably be full length anyway but a special golden globes episode for you hey. see if we can get john nelk to join us Please. for some uh, for some recaps and uh, we'll find out which of us won with our picks here as always You can follow us on Twitter at DNeighborsBand, Instagram at DownstairsNeighbors, or send us an email at DownstairsNeighborsBand at gmail.com and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DownstairsNeighbors. We hope everybody's having a great 2015. We're very happy to be back. We can't wait to do a full year of shows for you guys. And as always, thank you very much for listening.
0: Happy New Year from Chicago. (laughs) Again, I'm Seth. I'm Brian. And we'll catch you next time. And I'm the person that they based this Oscar statue now, on. don't let them beat you up there's a chorus of opinions but you know what you love don't let them tell
1: you no don't let
0: them talk that shit the only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit don't let them get you down you just stand up tall This has been a Dry Run production.